How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. ESPN. The Affordable Connectivity Program. Purchase a modem and get a phone plan. It's $25 the first month and $20 after that with auto pay. One ACP discount per household. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rabbit bay. Everybody, happy Monday. And a happy Thanksgiving week. As you may be able to tell, I am not studio today. My son Andrew couldn't come home for Thanksgiving this week, so I decided to duck on over and see Andrew this past weekend, and I'm there today. And uh, heading back, I'll be back in the studio tomorrow. But we do on the radio show uh, have, uh, let's see, the Fight Song Roundup. We do that every Monday. We will honor some football teams, college football teams that deserve to be honored. There's a long list, honestly, Jeffrey, of teams that could, we, we could blow up uh, today. Uh, but I think one stands out above all, and we will get to that in the second hour. So, uh, second segment. So we're going to do the fight song roundup coming up next. Chris Harrington will join the show off of big eventful Grizzlies weekend at 10 o'clock. Then we got the NFL to talk about. But we have a very, very, very busy slate. Uh, I want to start with, Jeffrey, did you get the phone call late at night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, alerting us that a Killer was on the loose. So I got the, the, I did not get like the automated, no, I, no, you're right. I did get the automated phone call. I didn't know what it was. It went to voicemail, but I also got like a text message alert. Did it leave a voicemail? Cause I got, it, it did it leave a, like, it left like an automated, like, you know, one of those, you could tell it was like a, a computer generated, uh, uh, voicemail, voicemail. All right, let me ask you this. If you were, were the czar of Memphis, and could decide whether to send that out or not. Do you think all of Memphis should be alerted? What time was it? 1230? It felt like 1230 at night. I don't, I don't think it was that late. because oh, No, no, to... no. I'm an Eastern time zone. That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking Eastern it was before time. midnight, but yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. And so and what <laughs> I saw someone said, someone, someone said, and again, this is a freaking tragic situation. Four people, I believe, murdered. Um, it, it is like, it's one of these things. This is what we do with crimes. We think, all right, could that have been us? Like that's what we, we tend to do. It's, and the ones that seem more random, 
are the ones that were slightly even more terrifying sure. than the ones that, and this one, oh, it seems he killed people he knew, like as if that's great, right? Like right. If, but it's easier to categorize it as, I mean, it's horrific, horrific um, violence. Four people, I gather, dead. Um, but in terms of alerting the populace, it is an interesting question. Do you or do you, like someone said on Twitter, I don't know, unless the point was we were all supposed to meet up at the saloon and form a posse to go get him, what was the point of telling everyone that it's happening? On the other hand, if the guy is just out there breaking into homes and killing people, I guess you want to know that it, like, do you, are you, we didn't used to get murder alert, you know, alert. That's an, it feels to me like a new thing. That's the first one I can ever recall getting, honestly. Yes. So my first thought was it didn't seem as if they knew there was a connection initially, like that he was, you know, was targeting family. So if you knew that it was random, you are more apt to sell, send that than if you know it's, it's right. Targeted. targeted. Yes. And also, I can even understand the case, though, if it's targeted. Like, what if somebody just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? And, and, and I mean, the whole thing is just so horrific, and it underlines. I mean, I saw some people like, you know, you're dealing with what we're dealing with in this, this, this crisis of crime in this town. And then now we're getting, does it just serve to underline? You know, I saw a lot of people like, this is a trash town. I'm moving. I'm getting texts in the middle of the night, you know. Does it just underline, you know, the 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 challenges? I don't know. That was that was a new one, though. I didn't. I was not awake for it. Uh, but obviously, and then the guy died by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But there's a story, like in the New York Times, that that is is a is a there's a headline story written by New York Times reporters on the shooting in Memphis. Um, this weekend, so just horrific for all involved, and and um, and so there you go. Uh, a better news, um, I guess, was um, well. Listen, the women, the women's soccer team, uh, absolutely covered itself in glory um, this season as they and then went out and defeated Notre Dame Friday, and that's great. <laughs> like Brooks Monahan, when he when he asked when I asked Brooks, um, someone asked Brooks. What is like? How about this matchup boil against Notre Dame? What do they have? And he goes everything. Yeah, and he meant that both in a in a in a like on the on the pitch, like what they have in terms of athletes. But like, what does Notre Dame have? Notre Dame has everything. You know, they have everything. They have money. They have prestige. They have reputation. They have like what you know, soccer player. You know, woman, young woman, soccer player wouldn't want to go play at Notre Dame. And there's there's Memphis, um, which is, you know, scrapes and claws, and he's built an unbelievable soccer program uh, over there, uh, beating Notre Dame. Ben subsequently did lose to Pittsburgh. The men, uh, of course, got their first win in the NCAA tournament late last week, and then they lost to the University of North Carolina. Memphis rugby, who knew that was a thing? Memphis rugby is going to the national championship, so that was great. It is Thanksgiving week. We have a whole lot to be thankful for, all of us who are alive and breathing and and uh, and here to enjoy this Thanksgiving. But, Jeffrey, I did, in terms of this first segment, okay. I thought if we were to take the three teams we talk about most, Memphis football, Memphis basketball, and the Grizzlies, and, and, and talk about them in order of, let's talk about the one that had the best weekend first, the second best weekend second, and the third best weekend third. Who would we talk about first? It would not be the Memphis Tiger football team. I think that would be the team that had the worst weekend of the three. Not cataclysmic. We'll get into that. But the um, of the other two, did Memphis basketball have a better weekend? So I or think I'm Memphis actually going to make the case for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. It's not weekend. that it's not that the Tiger basketball had a bad weekend. Like they just kind of met expectations. Like it wasn't. Well, it wasn't yeah. an amazing game. It wasn't a poor, you know, it wasn't a poor game. It was just something that happened. And that happens in, in this day and age in college basketball. And, and, and so you think that it is a totally neutral weekend. And the truth of the matter is, is given then what happened around them, yeah. given what happened to some of the teams they have played or will play, I think it was a kind of a net negative weekend. Like, I mean, not, not, not an awful. Like, and by the way, they're heading off to, 
to the, uh, to the Bahamas today, uh, this morning. And so, uh, Godspeed, wish them well as they travel to the Bahamas and they'll play Michigan Wednesday. And now we'll, we'll certainly uh, get to see a lot more, but it was, a, it was, a, yeah, I think you're right. It was kind of a neutral weekend and some resume stuff wasn't great that happened. They could very well be top 25 today. I expect that they will be top 25. Uh, today that'll happen, and you can hear it here on ninety two nine when that happens. But then, if we're if we're starting with who had the best weekend, let's start with your Memphis Grizzlies, who uh, came back from nineteen down to beat the Spurs, and then came within one. Santi Aldama missed three of beating the Celtics. What? Uh, let's take them one at a time. Let's take those games one at a time. The Spurs game, nineteen down. They look absolutely. Come on, man. Seriously, nineteen. Nineteen down to the Spurs. Um, Wemby had eight blocks on the game. Uh, they're starting. John Conchar moved into the starting lineup. Uh, it was Gilliard at the point and Conchar in Marcus Smart's um, position. Uh, at the small forward, and it was not going well. And then, and I do think there's something to this, there's something to the resilient spirit. They come back from 19 down. Jaron's tremendous with 27 points. Bain with 26 points. And the revelation was Zaire Williams, who probably had his best game as a pro, 17 points, 7 rebounds. Certainly had his best half as a pro. (laughs) <laughs> best half as a pro. Now, it would have been nice if he had followed that up with another sterling performance last night, which we'll get to. Um, but it was good to see, right? I mean, it was the, the win, great to get the win. Thank God to get the win, right? They, every win is precious. Um, incredible to see them fight from 19 down. I saw lots of people who acknowledged that they had turned the channel. Um, and then Zaire Williams, all good. Yeah, I- I do think, though, it kind of underscores the point I was making to you last week. My biggest fear right now with the Grizzlies is not really, you know, what do they look like with with when Ja comes back. My biggest fear is it feels like they have a lot of, like, 4A basketball players or G League plus basketball players. And San Antonio has a lot of G League plus basketball players. And so like, trying to trying to, like, contextualize that game, it's like, Okay, well, it makes sense to me that these guys look good in this spot. It's when the it's when the competition and the talent You're ramps up. Zaire Williams had a excellent game against G League plus players. Yes, and I think that if like if Zaire was didn't make you okay, it did not make me a believer in Zaire Williams very clearly. It gave me a flicker of hope, though. Sure, I, I mean, I didn't have a flicker of hope left. It gave, it did give me a flicker of hope. And then Drew Hill, who was in San Antonio, by the way, uh, Daily Memphis was in San Antonio. Drew was there. Um, he wrote about how happy, uh, how unbelievably delighted Zaire Williams was, and how delighted the other players were for Zaire Williams. So, I'm not going to stake my hope for the future of the Grizzlies on Zaire Williams, but it was at least it gave me a glimmer. I guess that's all. It gave me a glimmer because. As you think about it, really the biggest thing that happened over the weekend was Santi Aldama's weekend. Yes, right? I, I, and because that because what he was doing was also, you know, they they finally put him at the wing, and like you saw, it's like okay, maybe he's not a perfect wing defender, but I like, don't think he's a perfect wing. He's not their long term answer at the wing. He's just not. Oh no, no, I agree with you on that. But my bigger deal is, it's like he might he might be what they need for like the next whatever. Through. Well, yes, right. 16 games. I think that's right. And and it was really the second half. That 12 they games, sorry. It was the second half where they switched to that. And um, and um, and so they moved Santi in at the three. And then yesterday it was Conchar. Uh, Gilliard went to the bench, came off the bench. Conchar started and Santi started. And Santi, after a really good game, 17 and 10, um, against the Spurs, he had career highs uh, in rebounds and assists to go along. He had 28, 12, and 6 um, against the Celtics and was absolutely tremendous. Now, mind you, also had the, 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 the critical turnover uh, down the stretch and missed a wide-open three. 
yeah. um, that you know could have given him the lead. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he remembers that game. You're going to miss. I mean, it's okay to miss a three. Like you're going to miss a three. Good three point shooters miss. You know, they make forty percent, so they miss more than half their threes. But um, it was a. It was. It was certainly a. If you're looking for positives, I think you look at this team played a Celtics team that was at freaking full strength. And and the Grizzlies are coming off the back of the back. The Celtics are rested. They're at full strength. Um, and the uh, and the Grizzlies are anything but at full strength and coming off the back to back. And they played them within two points after just getting their third win of the season against the Spurs. It speaks to the 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 the, the you know continuing fight of this team, which they're going to need um, if they're going to stay within shouting distance until Ja returns. And then you had some actual developments like, hey, Santi Aldama, he could be a hit. If you go back and you look at that draft and you tell yourself that they drafted Santi with the Zaire slot and Zaire with the Santi slot, doesn't look like such a bad first round. No, I think like the problem is like, okay, like, yeah, I mean, like that's in that kind of like what the, I feel like that's kind of like what the, the Lions did in their draft. It's like, if you would have flipped the draft picks, it probably makes more sense than if you if you do it the way that they did. And so I guess in I the mean, end, like, I, I listen as a fan, you have to you have to rationalize and no, make like, sense in the in the enterprise is what is on the roster. Do. That is the question. It's like it's how yeah. it's what's on the roster. That that is what they're judged by. And that was not if in the end, if like we'll see what Santi becomes, we'll see what Zaire becomes. But that you know, you just focus on Zaire and the fact that that was a whiff of it of right now looks like. And if you if but if you take them, how was the first round for the Grizzlies? Uh, fine, fine, could could work out fine that first round that night could work out fine for the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know. Is it is is Santi the and obviously uh, you know Bain was ridiculous yesterday. Correct. Now he missed he particularly missed early. Three. Yeah. He missed. A, he missed. A, well, it became a two. He thought it was going to be a three pointer uh, late, but the dude was uh, seven of fourteen from three. Uh, another thirty points. He was terrific. Jaren's terrific. We know they have to be terrific in order uh, for the Grizzlies to win. And I guess it gives me hope. The next four are against the Rockets, the Suns at home, the T Wolves at home, and the Jazz at home. Can they go two and two? Yeah, I think they can. I mean, like, this This is the same thing. It's like the thing that was actually the most encouraging to me about last night was quality defensive team, and I thought Dez got good looks because it's felt like for so much of this early part of the season, he's getting so much attention. Everything felt so difficult. Honestly, the, that possession at the end of the game where, you know, he misses the three, but they get, you know, I think it was Conchar got the long rebound. Like, he kept getting good looks. He finally knocks one down, like, I don't know. Didn't that kind of have like Steph vibes, like running all over the floor and finally getting good looks? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it, and this is the point that Chris has made. Um, ever since they got Biombo back, you know, like they have they have started to look like more of a functional basketball. Team, yes, right. They they look like even playing with the bit parts that they're playing with. They got Vince Williams playing. They got Kenneth Junior playing. They've got Gilliard playing. They've got Biombo off the street playing. Like. Even with the bit, the, the 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 random pieces that they're that they're they're playing with, they look like a functional basketball team. So uh, so all right. So the Grizzlies, and I think it was kind of unexpected. The Grizzlies had the best weekend of the. I mean, honestly, the most encouraging thing to me is it had been such a it was such a demoralizing thing just to turn the Grizzlies on. Like this right. weekend, at least they gave us a reason to watch. Yeah. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. All right, moving on to the second, uh, the, the the team that had the second best weekend of the the teams that we talk about the most. Memphis Tiger basketball beat Alabama State ninety two to seventy five. That was not a inspired performance. Let's be honest. Um, in particular, I would circle two stats: the twenty five offensive rebounds that they gave up, which is staggering, uh, and the eighteen turnovers that they surrendered. Surrendered. It's, <laughs> those two. That, those two stats combined per, r- resulted in Alabama State getting off eighty six shots, and the Tigers getting off sixty one. Yeah. Because of the twenty five offensive rebounds and the eighteen turnovers. 
I, however, am able to, uh, as, a, as again, the, the Tigers head off to the Bahamas, I am able to, um, to make sense of that by, it's just effort and focus and all of that, right? I mean, they had 10 turnovers against Missouri, at Missouri. They had 18 turnovers. If they are attending to detail, I guess the offensive rebounds have been a consistent, a little bit of a consistent thorn in the side, but how do you, like those two stats, are you bothered by either? They surrendered so, 18 offensive rebounds, and they turned the ball over 18 times. The one that I'm the most bothered by is the turnovers because you control that. To a certain degree, part of the offensive rebounding disparity is the fact that Alabama they State only shot, only yeah, shot 31% from the yeah. floor. So, right. you know what I mean? Like, it, part of that part you can, of it. Part part of it you can it. say is like you're – 25 you, is insane. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Right. Um, so I, I honestly, neither one particularly bothered me. Um, and I continued to be heartened. David Jones was terrific. Man, that guy uh, can as, shoot it, can he? As he often is. Yeah. He, well, that's the thing. This team can shoot it. This team was, again, they were 11 of 25 from three. It's, I, we're just going to have to adjust to watching. Jeff, a they're making free throws. And, and this time they made free throws. This time they made free throws. We're going to have to adjust to a basketball team that can shoot the ball. Like yeah. that's not. You know, there have been shooters on the team. There has not; they have not been a uh, a, a good shooting team. You know, uh, as long as I can remember, they're not a great. It's just not a great shooting basketball uh, program. Eleven to twenty-five, forty-four percent from three. They have yet to shoot below thirty-five percent from three. Any game, they have yet to shoot below thirty-five percent from three. And you just look at down that lineup; they're tremendous. And David Jones was was right at the. In the in the heart of it, I do believe. Do you also believe they will be? I think they'll be top twenty five. This, this yeah, I, I I suspect that right when the show ends, we'll find out that the Tigers are ranked. Right. So the only the, the only like negative stuff, if we're not going to count those stats, the twenty five offensive rebounds, or they we're not going to be particularly worried about that. Let's see. Uh, that Missouri win. Well, uh, Jackson State went into Missouri and beat them seventy three. To 72. All right, I'll give you more. Michigan, uh, which they will play Wednesday, lost to Long Beach State. Oh, I'll give you more. Florida Atlantic, which is the team that is supposed to be their rival uh, in the American Athletic Conference, lost to Bryant, 61-52. Earl Timberlake leading the way for Bryant uh, with a double-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists. You knew he would... Uh, you knew he'd, he'd uh, help mm-hmm. him out this program, or maybe not. Maybe that's not how it worked. Bryant, by the way, is um, uh, their coach had earlier resigned. Did you see that? Earlier? Yeah, he Bryant. was like he he isn't hit and run. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the car wreck, he, right? He, he left. He left to he left to spend more time with his family. Yeah, and so you now have a situation where let's see who else who else is doing. Let, let's check out the rest of the American Athletic Conference. Temple has lost to uh, Columbia. East Carolina has lost to uh, USC Upstate or something like that. South Carolina Upstate, yes. Yes, South Carolina Upstate. Uh, South Florida have lost to Central Michigan, and UTA has lost to Lamar. They have, thank God they have the the non-conference schedule they have, and thank God they are as good as they look to be um, because they're not going to get any credit for what they do in conference. Does... But here, I guess the larger question is this. We are staking our belief on this team being really good on, one, our eyeballs, but, two, the fact that they went into Missouri and beat Missouri handily. The fact that a Jackson State team just went into Missouri and beat Missouri, does that raise fresh questions in your mind about, huh, maybe, maybe we'll have to wait and see how good they are? It doesn't necessarily rest, rest, or raise fresh questions for me because – I told you on Monday when we were trying to process that Missouri win, it's like, okay, what is the context of how good is Missouri? Well, we're not going to know that for a while. The reason why I took encouragement from it was that was as, about as tough of an environment as you were going to go into, and you dominated the second half, and we saw the things that we needed to see from a good basketball team. So like that, that was kind of what I took out of it. Honestly, the the Michigan loss to Long Beach State, I'm not all that concerned by because I think a big part of the tournament for this year is like you need to get by Michigan. 
And it, then if you get by Michigan, like you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of opportunities to pick up some really big wins. Fingers crossed. And so, like, I didn't necessarily well, so do that. Michi- a- Michigan isn't a resume. It's a you have to get past it. Correct. Like it's another know. sort of. It's another. It's, you said that like so many of these conference games are no credit if you win. Yeah. Only demerits if you lose. And Michigan isn't. You know, it's not going to be East Carolina in that respect, right? Um, but it's it's too bad. So some of what's happening to the resume over the weekend wasn't wasn't the greatest. Let's just put it that way. Still, I feel very good about that team. Um, I feel very good about their chances in the Bahamas, and. I think we're likely, as Jeffrey and I, I I'm just said, also looking forward to like, hey, we got a fun week of basketball. You know what I mean? Like this, right. they're going to be in a they're going to be in a good tournament with good teams. Like it's a crazy fun week. fun week of sports coming yeah. up. Honestly, just a crazy fun week of sports. All right, uh, and that gets to the, us to the team that uh, of the three uh, had the least delightful weekend, and that is your Memphis Tiger football team, which did lose to S. M U, um, and the problem is, it puts us exactly, and puts us exactly in that in no man's land. Yep. Um, w- whatever you think or thought about Ryan Silverfield, you may continue to think about Ryan Silverfield because um, if you are someone who thought that this pro, look, take off the table. He's not getting fired. He probably shouldn't get fired. Like whatever. But if you if you are someone who does not believe he is the person to lead this program into the future, what you can say is, great. They've got eight wins, and they're all against teams that stink. Anytime they have played a good team this year, they have lost. And they did again Saturday in a big spot. Every opportunity to win, they could not do it, just like they did against uh, Tulane, just like they did against Missouri. And fine, Missouri is an SEC team, but let's be honest. We're talking about Tulane and SMU. This is not two giants. You know, they're now clearly – well, even the way we talk about them, like, well, what do you expect? They're they're beating the they're 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 being beat by the good teams like Tulane and SMU. Since when did Tulane and SMU become in a in in a category that is different than you, that is better than you? Like you used to be the team that could stand astride Tulane and SMU. You, I, you I know, guess if anything, you wanted to make the if you wanted to make the argument, those are two better funded NIL I programs. I guess are. like they yeah. Are, but it, but it shows where the program has – if we're saying, well, what do you expect? They, yeah, that was Tulane and SMU. It shows where the program has slipped, right? Like once upon a time it was, okay, can they beat Houston and Cincinnati? Houston and Cincinnati and UCF. They leave because they couldn't, you know, whatever. And now all of a sudden it's, all right, well, can they beat SMU and Tulane? No. SMU and Tulane also better than them. Now SMU is going to leave. Who's going to who's going to outstrip you now? UTSA might might whatever. Like if you want to be angry with this program and where it has the trajectory of the program and how it has very clearly slipped, it's clearly a notch behind Tulane and SMU, and it didn't used to be, right? And so I mean, um, don't you think like the bigger issue is hey they were preseason preseason fourth and they're going to finish fourth, right? And they're going to finish fourth. And does fourth excite you? Does fourth excite you in this conference? Does it excite you that they finished fourth? So that's if you are if you are of a mind to think that, I can totally understand why you think that. And if you are mind to think, what the hell do you expect? Like they 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 were that was a like if you want they were they played their asses off. Seth Hennigan played his ass off. Like that team goes out there every week and they play their asses off. And that I, I don't I think it is indisputably true. In whether they are winning uh, the close games or losing the close games, they play their asses off. They've got eight wins. That was an entertaining Saturday. No, they didn't win, and 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 there's all kinds of reasons for why they didn't win. If you want to go, the truth of the matter is, if you want to find excuses, they were in a position to take the lead, had moved the ball to the thirty uh, late. Um, after uh, SMU kicks a field goal to go up three, yeah. Memphis can drive to either get a t- game-tying field goal or score a touchdown, and a illegal man-down-field penalty is called on a play where in an RPO run-plus option, like 
Ryan said that's been called four times since he's been at Memphis. Then they down a punt at the one. They end up having to punt. They down a punt at the one. That's called back because of illegal formation, and then they get an unnecessary roughness on the next punt, and then on the next punt return, and all of a sudden SMU's in business. They score a touchdown. Even then, Memphis doesn't give up. They come back, score a touchdown, don't get the extra point, try that. They come with an onside kick of of having another chance to, to tie or win the game. It's if they fight their asses off, they have eight wins. They could very well get to ten, to ten this season. And people aren't happy. And plus, by the way, the crowd looked pathetic at kickoff. It did look pathetic at kickoff. But thirty thousand is not some embarrassment for a for a group for a, a group of five program. Thirty thousand people is not embarrassing for a group of even in the context of like, like we were talking about where was everybody? Well, still thirty thousand people. It was not some. This is not some it's, disaster. It's the same I, issue that's always been. The stadium's too big. I've seen the Memphis football program as a disaster. This is not some Memphis football program that is a tire fire or a disaster. They fight their asses off, and um, and uh, and they and they could still finish with ten wins. Another bowl game, ten wins. Why exactly are people complaining? And here's the point. I you saw this after the game, and you you'll see it now into the off season. All the way into next season, maybe till a, literally a year from now, we'll be having the same damn argument. And this argument does not produce momentum and does not produce enthusiasm and does not produce even more fans in the seats, right? Yeah. I mean, don't you think, though, overall, isn't it a larger reflection on everyone's frustration of where where the University of Memphis is in the college landscape? It's like, yeah... Everyone else is everyone else around you is moving up. You're not moving up. It's hard to see a path right now. I'm not saying that there won't be a path, but I, I think it's the larger frustration of you know th- this was a game that that you can that you could care about, but it's like how many games now on the schedule are going to be games you care about? Well, there's no question. There is that larger question of I mean, we just talked about it with basketball. You know, there's that larger frustration. And I'll have some thoughts on that later on in the show. But in terms of Ryan and how you feel about Ryan and how you feel about this year and this program this year, I don't think there's any clarity, I guess, Jeffrey. Yeah, I agree. I I think you feel kind of like you did, kind of like you did coming into the year where it's like, all right, they didn't, they, they beat who they were supposed to beat. And then every game that they were an underdog, they lost. It is telling. I'll say this. Like, I, 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 the one thing I would not do is give Ryan a rich new four-year, you yeah, know. You're not tearing up the deal. Tearing up the deal. And here's, you know, you, Dino Babers gets fired at Syracuse, right? Yeah. You, I, I, I read a list today of people who could replace Dino Babers. Uh, the list is 20, 20 deep. Like, like, it hit everybody, right? Like, and Ryan's not mentioned anywhere. You know? He's not perceived outside of – it's not like just Memphis fans are so ungrateful that, about the eight wins. Why aren't you people – you know, no one outside of Memphis perceives that he's, like, doing some great job either, right? No, I mean, I, that's kind of the, like – I guess the way that I would phrase it is if Ryan did get another job – wouldn't most everyone like pat him on the back and be like, you like, go, oh, man, what are you going to do? You can't say, can't say no to that, man. man. Right. You wish you the best. Right. And it's possible that the next person would not do as well. That's, that would be in the entirely range possible. Of, yes. Entirely possible. That the next person would do as well, but that's where we are. And it's a terrible place to be, to just sort of feel like there's no enthusiasm, right? There's, sure. there's no real enthusiasm. And the people who believe in them have to sort of get their backs up to believe in them. You know, it's a defensive believing in them, you know, and the people are, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Now, whatever, they're going to, you know, hopefully be working on the Liberty Bowl, you know, stadium. Maybe that can help create momentum and whatnot. But um, it was, it was, it was a nice day. It was a competitive game. They didn't get blown out. You know, they covered all of that. It was just another game that left you wondering exactly what to think. Would we feel any differently on that that pass that hit like three SMU defenders and they didn't pick it off? If they don't cover and they lose by double digits, are we feeling any differently? If they don't cover and they lose by double digits, maybe, maybe. They, they didn't get blown out, though. It no, they didn't. I mean, so they had the, they had the ball so multiple I mean, times with, to go take the lead. I mean, in that late touchdown... 
it's, that's why they didn't lose by, you know, double yeah. digits, but it wasn't that meaningful. So, all right, we got to take a break because we got to get back and do uh, the fight song roundup. I will, by the way, I tell you that uh, if you're thinking about a new financial partner, think about Leaders Credit Union. Leaders Credit Union is a not-for-profit financial institution fully owned by members and operating for their benefit. That's what credit unions do. They're like banks, only they're owned by their uh, members. They offer full-service banking, does Leaders Credit Union, including checking, savings accounts, loans, mortgages, credit cards, state-of-the-art technology, all of that. Leaders believes everyone deserves a champion, and let them champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN. That's right. Leaders has created a special web page for 92.9 listeners. So check them out at leaderscu. That's leaders and then the, the, the letter cu.com slash ESPN to learn more. Use the promo code ESPN when you sign up and leaders will waive your $25 membership fee. Fight Song Roundup coming up next. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 on ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tristan Crick with BetQL. We got the best Monday night football game in ages, a rematch of the Super Bowl. Chiefs host the Eagles, two-and-a-half-point favorites in a game that football fans have anticipated all year. I'm sure you're anticipating to take the under 45-and-a-half because so many primetime unders have hit, but I think this game goes way over. The last three Eagles games have averaged 56 points so they can score and their defense gives up points. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. Black Friday is now a game day. The Dolphins take on the Jets in the first ever Black Friday NFL game. Stream for free, only on Prime. Black Friday football. Dolphins versus Jets. Coverage begins this Friday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Only on Prime. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash watch Black Friday. Did you know gas goes bad in as little as 30 days? Bad gas can cause rough starts, poor performance, or no starts at all. Stable, America's number one fuel stabilizer, ensures quick and easy starts after storage. Stable's proprietary formula keeps fuel fresh for two years, outperforming competitors. Whether it's your car, truck, boat, lawnmower, leaf blower, weed trimmer, ATV, motorcycle, or anything else with an engine, when you store, start with Stable. Hey, Brent, love the color. If you had to choose, would you watch paint dry or compare benefits plans? Mm, compare benefits plans, obviously. Hmm, but you know how complicated benefits are, right? Well, I run payroll with Gusto. Gusto makes it easy to find benefits like medical, dental, and vision for my whole team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry. 
I'm going to need new glasses. Don't worry. You're covered. Choose benefits without the mess. Visit gusto.com slash radio to sign up for free. This year, Staples will not be celebrating the holidays. Instead, we're celebrating the holiday deals with amazing savings for the holiday season. Save 60% on custom holiday cards. Save 60% on custom invitations. And save 60% on custom photo gifts like mugs and calendars. During Staples holiday deals, it's not about the ho-ho-ho. It's about saving do-do-do. Save 60% on custom cards, invitations, and photo gifts today at Staples. And 12-2, visit staples.com slash print for more details. If you've been listening to uh, 92.9 for any length of time, we know we run gambling ads. And uh, most people uh, gamble for fun. It's added a new element uh, to sports that's been fun and even profitable for some folks. But for other people, roughly 5% of the people who gamble, um, they struggle with it. They gamble too much or they gamble too much money or it's too much focus. And for those folks, the gambling clinic is there for you. The Gambling Clinic has a University of Memphis office, and what they do is they have one-on-one, one-on-one therapy to help you achieve your gambling goals. The Gambling Clinic is neutral on gambling. They're not saying it's a sin or anything else. They just help you work with your own struggles or your own challenges uh, so that you have a healthier relationship with gambling. They've served more than 1,200 people, and most who go through it reduce how often and how much they gamble. You can check it out by going to thegamblingclinic.com. Hi, this is Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. Looking to pop that big question? My family is here to help. Come meet with Philip or James to find the perfect ring. Have something truly unique in mind? Well, if you can dream it, and even if you can't, we can create it using state-of-the-art AI software. So before you shop online, stop by James Gaddis Jewelers and see why Memphians have trusted my family to help them express their love for over 70 years. Located in East Memphis at 4900 Poplar Avenue near Mendenhall. James Gaddis Jewelers, your family jeweler. The holidays are here, and Massage Envy wants you to spread the holiday cheer. And the best way is to give the gift of wellness this year. Stop by any one of the Massage Envy locations and pick out the best bundle for that special someone from a fa-la-la facial to an Elf Express massage package. There is one for everyone on your list. In Collierville at Carriage Crossing, at Poplar and Exeter, in Midtown on Union, and Germantown Parkway. Or call 901-290-2234 and give the gift of wellness. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with, like, basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through December 21st, New customers can get 75 megabit internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service. Actual speeds vary. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2900. 800-330-2900. That's 800-330-2900. 
Ah, holiday season. A time for family, friends, good food, and football. Lots and lots of football. And with the free Odyssey app, you'll always get your fill. Out of state but need your favorite sports talk station to drown out the noise? We got you. Can't wrestle the remote away from your in-laws? Listen to every primetime NFL game from Westwood One, including all three on Thanksgiving Day. This holiday season, treat yourself to the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. The Majestic Grill has a new menu, and it is spectacular. Barbecued char-grilled oysters. That's a half dozen oysters sourced fresh each week. Char-grilled with a delicious house-made chipotle honey and lime sauce and topped with Parmesan. Or lemon butter shrimp and scallop spaghettini. Or a new seared tuna dish. Or sweet and sour Brussels sprouts. There's a lot more that's new, plus all the old favorites that have kept people coming back to 145 South Main Street for nearly two decades. The Majestic Grill is better than ever. Stop by and see for yourself. Guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. problem we're running out of time for this damn thing to clear itself up um georgia throttles ut 38 to 10 and you got ohio state winning georgia winning michigan winning florida state winning although we'll get into that uh washington winning oregon winning texas winning alabama like what the hell is gonna happen well i mean the good news is some of this will actually sort itself out because Michigan has to play Ohio yeah. State. Oregon presumably is going to have to play Washington. And then the real question, though, is what are they going to do with Florida State? Well, so Georgia and Georgia has to play Alabama, right? So, right. Um, so some of it will work its way out. But you could very easily have some, some manner of chaos here. Georgia obviously looked terrific. It is funny, when a program reaches the state where Georgia does, or in past years where Alabama has, or once upon a time the U, the U did, or, you know, it, 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 or, or Florida State under Bobby Bowden, or Florida. U, USC, point. USC under yeah. Pete Carroll, yeah. You wonder how, like if you're a Tennessee fan, you wonder how you're even supposed to compete with that, right? Like, it feels inevitable and permanent. And what we've learned is it's not permanent, right? Like, it never is permanent. It feels permanent. And so I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you just have to acknowledge it's not going to be permanent. But right now, my God, Carson Beckton, you were early on this. Looks terrific. 24-30, 298 yards, three touchdowns. They obviously get the long touchdown on the first play. After that, Georgia holds up 202 yards and three points. Um, so I feel pretty good about Georgia. But if Georgia loses to Alabama... I don't think they're getting in. I don't and think you, they're in because we also we didn't mention Texas. I mean, Texas is still winning. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I just, right now, I test-wise, like, I don't think anyone's beating Georgia. Well, that's different. They feel like they're that's peaking different. at the right time. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get to the Florida State stuff here in a minute. Uh, let's who's next. Speaking of the aforementioned Washington. Let's try the aforementioned Washington. The aforementioned. If you go by what resume, Washington should be purely based on resume. Number one. They yeah. beat number six, Oregon. They beat, uh, just now, uh, number 12, Oregon State. They beat number 17, Arizona. And they beat number 22, Utah. They easily have the best resume. Um, I thought this was was their most impressive win, actually. And the reason why was this game was a game that was not on their terms. The weather was bad. Oregon State's at home. That environment was incredible. 
Oregon State is a bad matchup for them. And you know what? They controlled pretty much the entire game. Well, that huge stop on fourth and five. I mean, that was absolutely critical. Then they converted the, the first the down. The punt snap over the over the head of the punter was was not great either. But you know, like it, it was a tough tough win. Your receivers are dropping passes, but they just man, they just kind of they just kind of figured out a way to do it. Only gained two hundred seventy two yards total. Uh, you're right; it was an insane atmosphere. Uh, but Washington absolutely will be and should be. Honestly, like how? What what should Tuesday's ranking look like? I think Georgia will be one. I think Ohio State. I don't think they're going to move. The one thing I could see though is they move Washington to four and they drop Florida State to five. I mean, Washington should be two. Washington should be two. And then, okay, let's take up the Florida State thing. Obviously, the really the biggest news of the weekend was Jordan Travis gets that horrific injury. It looks like he's done. And so Florida State wins 58-13 to 13 over North Alabama, but uh, they don't have their quarterback. They don't so have their quarterback. Do you- but are they really going to leave out an undefeated Power 5 team? Because, you know, Florida also lost their starting quarterback against well, Missouri. Graham Mertz also gone. Florida... Uh, yeah, they, they got to play. They got to play. They're going to have to play Louisville. They will, and Louisville, Louisville can hit explosive plays. And, like, that's the one thing people have been able to do to Florida State's defense is hit explosive plays. And so, like, with Tate Rodemaker, like, it's not a guarantee, but, man, I don't know. Like, this, this could be the year. Like, we keep always talking about, is there going to be a year of chaos? Like you said, we're running out of weeks. Maybe this is it. Play Louisville. We'll continue this conversation. We got to play Louisville. We'll, we'll honor Louisville. Uh, Louisville beats Miami. And it, I mean, like Louisville has no shot because I mean, they, they they got Kentucky next week, yeah. right? If they beat Kentucky and then beat Florida State, they will be twelve and one ACC chance. But their losses off to Pittsburgh. Correct. You know, they're 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 not. They're not going still. Damn impressive by Jeff Brom. And so I think, I mean, the truth of the matter is I, I feel bad for Mike Norvell. Not that bad. He's a very rich man. But um, it would be easier for the committee if Florida, State, if Florida State went ahead and lost to either Florida or yeah. the Louisville. I mean, all, right? all I kept thinking about during that injury was, man, that just, it was the Dennis Dixon Oregon injury when Dennis Dixon tore his ACL. And, now, granted, or Florida State, you know, won the game and whatnot, but it's like that just felt like that significant of an injury. Now, others will point to JT Barrett getting hurt and Cardell Jones coming in, right? And Ohio State still won the national championship. That was 2012? That was, uh, no, that was the first year of the playoff, 2014. So whatever, the 20, it was in January of 2015, but it was the 2014 yeah, I, season. Oh, my God, they got to get by with Cardell Jones. So they, 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 weren't, they weren't docked. I mean, they may have been, they may have been docked, but they're not the docked. They were not left out, and uh, it worked out for Cardell Jones. So, um, I mean, I still contend if Florida State wins their final two games, they will not get left out. I think that's right. Well, and and in a way, if they they're both tests, right, in different ways. Florida's not, you know, without Graham Mertz, who's like that, it's not much of a test. Florida's been a disaster, obviously, this year, and that's another question: whether like what is Florida going to do? Are they going to do anything? What is Florida going to do? Everyone says that they're going to. He's getting next year. The recruiting's um, going well enough. Recruiting's going very well, uh, and honestly, they should have beat Missouri. You know, they, had a, they, they, they it was down to a fourth and seventeen. Yeah, and uh, got to get off the field. You got to get off the field. Brady Cook to Luther Burden for twenty-seven yards, and they get the field goal and win. So um, now the Gators are five and six. They could miss their bowl game. Um, but here's the point. Florida State will have to beat Florida, which is not nothing, and then no, beat I mean, Louisville. Even, even Florida last year gave them all they wanted. Right. In Tallahassee. And then beat Louisville. So, so they will have to prove that they are still functional and credible with their backup quarterback, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, so, I guess the one thing you can say is Tate Rodemaker did have to play for Jordan Travis last year against Louisville. Exactly now, right. granted, it's not the same coaching staff, but... Uh, all right, bit of a mess. Uh, what's who's next? 
Give me a nine clap, Jeff. <laughs> um, really, we could have blown up USC here, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, we got to give shout-outs to Dan Mullen. Did you see Dan Mullen on Twitter on Saturday? Dan Mullen on Twitter said, are we sure the right co- the right coach at LA is on the hot seat? Oh, man. Mullen, if you had questions of whether or not Dan Mullen intends to coach this coming year, that told me all I needed to know. He does not. That That is not the move of someone who's trying to get back into it. Uh, UCLA wins uh, 38-20 over USC. Um, USC, and yeah, let's be honest, yes. Well, so Chip Kelly's on the hot seat, was on the verge of getting fired. Maybe now won't get fired. Maybe. Don't know. Maybe, perhaps. Um, I, I... Uh, meanwhile, USC started out 6-0. and It is now uh, gone in the complete toilet. And that actually kind of reminds you, like, they were number six in the preseason poll. You know, it, it's a little bit like Lane Kiffin in 2012. Number yep. one preseason and falls to seven and six. Um, so not too dissimilar from that, a complete disaster for USC. Uh, four sacks, three turnovers. Should also be noted, rushing. like, while I don't think they're going to move on, the, the AD that hired him is no longer at USC. They're not moving on. I don't think Boys. they're moving on. I don't. Life comes at you fast, man. <laughs> he's not going to have Caleb Williams next year. Yeah. And he's playing a Big um, Ten schedule. All right. Uh, who is uh, – who do we got next? Didn't think we were going to play this one, Jeff, this year. Got to be honest I with you. But I'm not. glad we are. Shout out, Arkansas State. Way to get off of that. Arkansas State. In their our neighbors right there across the river, they are outscored one hundred and ten to three in their first two games. Everyone's making Butch Jones jokes. He makes them himself. Really. Um, and here they are, bowl eligible. Bowl eligible. They, you know, I don't know whether or not it was strategic or whatnot, but I've never seen a team flip overnight by making a quarterback change like they did. Like, this is this is Hendon Hooker on steroids. It's going to Rainer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, shout out to uh, oh, who we got? We got, we got to blow someone up, Jeffrey. We, we, do. We, 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 we do have to blow someone up. It pains me. I'm sure this pains you. It's such a great fight song. who's covered Alabama and Auburn for a long time. I think it was Kevin who called this the most embarrassing loss in Auburn history. 31 to 10 to New Mexico State. Um, here's the thing. Back in 2022, New Mexico State beat Liberty, yep. where Hugh Freeze was coaching, 49 to 14. In 2023, Liberty, without Hugh Freeze, beat New Mexico State 33-17. to Correct, but Jamie Chadwell was not actively trying to get the Auburn job during practice week. And now we have uh, Auburn, coached by Hugh Freeze, losing to New Mexico State 31-10. to It cost Auburn $1.85 million uh, for the privilege. Um, hey, how about the Aggies? Not to overlook New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. Nine and three, first SEC win ever. What a disaster for Auburn. I think the thing that was most shocking about this game, Jeff, was it wasn't fluky. Like, it wasn't, oh, Auburn turned the ball over a bunch of times and New Mexico State was on the field while Auburn beat themselves. Jeff, they outgained them 414 to 213. 6.4 yards per play to 4.7. The game didn't have any turnovers. They the Aggies get ten, you know, ten negative plays with neither sacks or tackles for loss, while Auburn only created five. Like they ran for two hundred and thirteen yards. That's just brutal. That's just brutal. Uh other other losses of note, by the way. I feel bad for Vanderbilt. That's just bad. That's just tough over there. 
uh, losing to South Carolina 47 to 6. Um, that's tough. You have, um, and then you get Colorado getting blown out by Washington State. They will be 4 and 8. Right. But, uh, I mean, I guess you could make the argument because Utah, Utah feels like that they are completely out of Utah's gas. Cooked. But I mean, maybe unlikely. It's isn't it even at Utah. I think like yeah, they're not. I, yeah, they're not. It, it feels like Colorado's cooked. That was certainly a thing once upon this season. Once upon a time this season, and it has certainly ceased to be a thing. Um, so that happened, and then whatever. Michigan struggled a little bit to beat Maryland um, and get its. 1,000th win as a football program. Once upon a time, it was hard to believe how Ohio State would beat Michigan this year, but Ohio State beats Minnesota 37-3. to they got a running back, Henderson, who's ever since he's sort of emerged, I think got three straight 100-yard games. They look a little more um, diverse offensively, 15 carries, 146 yards. And Michigan, honestly, the way uh, – Tagliavoe Jr. there threw it against them. Yeah. They look a little vulnerable. 21 to 37, 247 yards. So that's interesting. Michigan, three and a half point favorite, I think, so far. Yeah, I, think I, yeah I, I saw it open at maybe four, and it's, it's clearly been bet down towards Ohio State. Yeah. I would only point out this, though. Michigan had a very similar game last year to Illinois. Actually, right. probably a worse game. It was at home. Illinois led for most of the game, and then Michigan comes back and wins, and then they still dominated the 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 big game, or if you will. Uh, two of the things in college football I wanted to mention, Arkansas is retaining uh, Sam Pittman. Uh, that I don't think surprising, really. He's got a $16.1 million buyout. He lost both his coordinators, obviously. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, behind the scenes, my my first thought was uh, they, didn't, they didn't get the warm and fuzzies when they started putting out feelers for coaches because you keep hearing behind the scenes that they are – their NIL is not up to where it should be for football. Isn't that interesting? It's when you are a coach now, when you are a coach now looking at a new job, now what you look at is, is what's the NIL look like? It's your first question. What's my payroll? That's what it is, right? I mean, what am I making matters, but what are, what are they going to be making uh, matters also? And then uh, Jarvis asked me uh, via text while we were talking here, he asked me, um, if Memphis could somehow, because there is a chance, depending on what happens, that Memphis could go to the Liberty Bowl, right? If there's yes. no SEC team, right? there's a chance that Memphis could go to Liberty Bowl. If Memphis could go to, um, if Memphis could get 10 wins and either beat an SEC team in a bowl or beat a Big 12 team, I guess it would be in the Liberty Bowl. Yep. Would that, you know, you beat Temple, let's say you go to the Liberty Bowl and you beat a Big 12 team in the Liberty Bowl. Would that change the dynamic that we're talking about? around Ryan. I, I sadly think, no, like, I just think we're kind of stuck there. Right. Yeah. I tend to agree. I mean, I guess it would kind of depend like, what does it look like? But for the most part, I, I just, bowl games don't tend to change minds. Yeah, I mean, unless it, they're playoff bowl games. You know, if you, if you, if you are, you know, back bowl games can matter. Like the Miami beach bowl, when people were already in love with Justin Fuente and that team, it can ratchet up the love, you know what I mean? But it can't turn – a bowl win can't turn a disappointing season into a good season. No, because I think I think what you said there is the key. It's all about – the bowl game is all about how you're feeling going into that bowl game. I think that's exactly it. So I don't, I don't think that would change. It'll be interesting. I would see. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.